Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's talk some basketball. Great show ahead of us. How you doing? Hope you're doing well. Thank you for asking. I'm doing okay. <laughs> uh, it's it's crazy. The the eclipse, the sports eclipse is really, truly upon us. NHL season has started. NBA, I think, starts next week. College football is well and going. Uh, the NFL is going. Playoff baseball is moving on. It's getting wild up in here. And, of course, college basketball, what we really care about, that is really on the platter and in front of us and happening pretty soon. Media days are starting to happen. Preseason polls are starting to happen. And we truly have some meat and potatoes to really get into. This is the hardiness of college basketball. We're not talking about what's happened in the past. We're not talking about what could happen. This is truly what people are believing Players are hitting the court. Players are in uniform. Players are practicing. Coaches are talking about their teams. Coaches are voting about other teams. Gonna be a good time. It's uh, it's upon us, and I can't wait. Halloween's almost here. I can't wait for that. Not a big fan. Whatever. And it's taking me long enough. I should probably introduce the show. Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network. Your number one podcast network for professionals we believe in our teams do you believe here's what i believe got a lot to talk about that i'm really excited to talk about i've got uniform talk kansas has sort of different uniforms this year we've got some yes i'm gonna go back and do a big 12 preview today again cards on the table you know I didn't do the Big 12 previews before because, <laughs> well, it was because the website I go off of wasn't doing Big 12 teams. So I guess it's a sign, again, that the Big 12 is going to be loaded. And I had to wait a few weeks for the preview site to get to another Big 12 team. But they are ready. They are available. And here we go. Got another one right here in the chamber going to talk about yeah i'm going to talk about preseason polls and what i find interesting about them what it should mean to you like i said some uniform talk so let's start with that uniform talk shall we because anytime kansas uniform related comes up online twitter goes in a frenzy people are all a flutter no pun intended on twitter but it really started when Bobby Pettiford posted a photo, I believe it was on the gram, and I, I realized I should have found it before hopping on air, but I just realized now that I kind of want to take a look at the photo of Bobby Pettiford in the, uh, in the uniform he posted online. So here's the deal. Kansas does have slightly different uniforms this year, and I like it. It's a little bit better. 
And again, I'm trying to find the Bobby Pettiford image. I'm doing it on air. I'm doing a bad job of it. No, I can't find it. Not a big deal. I remember. I was not aware that they could switch uniforms this year because if I remembered correctly, yeah, definitely. Last year was the first year of the new model with the bad collar, right? Two years ago with Azabuki, with Devon Dotson, they had different uniforms. Last year they switched. I was under the impression that every two years is when college basketball teams switch up their uniforms, and they do. There's a reason Kansas had different looking or different looks over the last couple of years. Going back to that awful Adidas throw-up design when Ben McLemore was here with the partial, the partial collar and the weird stripes. Going back to the, the classics with the V-neck in 2008 for the last two seasons of Sharon Collins' tenure. Uh, what else was there? What was Frank Mason wearing? I like the uniforms. Oh, the straight across, right? And then it doesn't even take into account the garbage that Adidas will throw out there every single March. So KU has got different uniforms slightly. The shorts look a little bit different. And a really nice touch is on the side and that it looks like stripes. It almost looks like Adidas stripes. But what it is, is they're implementing the rules of basketball on Kansas's uniforms. So I think that's a really nice touch. You are literally going to be running face first into the history of basketball when you take on the Jayhawks this year. You're going to go for a layup. You're going to get a belly full of David McCormack. And boom, you're going to be right there, be able to pick out as you're looking at the basket, looking at his torso. Like, oh, many years ago, I wouldn't have been able to dribble like this, huh? Interesting. Oh, and then I have to shoot it. <laughs> So it's a really nice touch. And I think Kansas really needs to do more. Kansas basketball needs to do as much as possible to let people know, hey, we've got the rules of basketball just next door. They've got the beautiful museum. It's going to be implemented on the, new, on the uniforms this year. I think that's super cool. and I like it. My big problem is, God, the collar is still just terrible. It's so bad. Like, I get it. Maker marks on uniforms. It is what it is these days. It's the name of the game. I mean, the second that Nike put the swoosh on the chest of baseball players, it's game over. But put it on the chest, put it on the shoulder. Put that collar with the Adidas smack dab in the middle, having the collar break off so you can have the, the mountain logo of Adidas. I just, I can't stand it. I don't know why. I put up with those busted uniforms that, Ben McLemore and Thomas Robinson were wearing. I don't know. They were wacky. It was different. I put up with it for two years. I, I acknowledge it was bad, but it, it was what it was. I don't know why this, this look just grinds my gears like it does. Maybe because it's just so unabashedly corporate garbage, right? Like, I know... You're trying to brainwash me with your logo. Trust me. I follow the team. It's going to work. I'm going to see enough stripes. I'm going to see enough on the coaches' polos and the gear the guys are wearing. Don't worry. Your strategies work, but that's just so front and center. Looking at a free throw and having it right there, smacking me in the face, just tap, 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 just right there, Adidas. I can't handle it, man. I can't do it. All right. Moving on. 
I'm no fashionista. I've turned into a big socks with sandals guy, which is <laughs> truly, don't worry. I find it as disgusting of myself as you probably are thinking right now. Not in like a cleanliness way, but like just Euro trash and just a real fashion faux pas. But I don't know, man. It's just comfortable. <laughs> and I wear slides. I don't, I don't wear the flip-flops or the thongs, right? I don't like the feelings of the band between my toes. I like to, I like to slide my feet in. I think part of the issue is, speaking of Adidas, see, it's working. The Adidas slides I have cut into the sides of my feet, the top band. So I wear the socks. I get the, I get the full experience, but I don't have just terrible pain as I walk around. Maybe it says more about me that I won't just do away with the sandals. I'd rather just do a fashion faux pas. Anyways, it's voting season. And I bring this up because it's one thing for me to be like, I think Kansas is going to be pretty good. I think Kansas has a lot of talent on the team. Here's a guy you should look out for. It's another for coaches, right? And I, I brought this up last episode, the confidential coaches poll. And now we're getting big 12 polls. And yes, take this as you want. There's certainly been instances where Kansas was not voted first overall and they still won. There's certainly been instances where they were voted to win the league and they didn't. I think about the Diedrich Lawson year, right? Preseason number one, right? Diedrich Lawson, Quentin Grimes, Devon Dotson, the whole nine yards. It's all good. They didn't win the league. I've moved past it. Can't you tell? But for the all Big 12, preseason all Big 12 first team, they do six players, which I find interesting. And Kansas has three of the six. I like, and I find it very intriguing, that David McCormack is indeed preseason all Big 12. Ochai back, preseason all Big 12. And how about this? And this is why I want to bring this up again. I'm going to be talking until I'm blue in the face about Remy Martin. But not only is he a preseason All-Big 12 team, the young man was voted preseason player of the year. All the talent in the Big 12. All the great players coming back. Terrence Shannon. you got Marcus Carr coming in at Texas, who's also on the first team. Andrew Jones, well, he's not going to win player of the year, but great story. It is Remy Martin, a guy who hasn't even played in the conference yet. Heck, if they had said Ochai, I'd believe it because Big 12 coaches know him. But no, Remy Martin transfers in. That is your preseason. Again, so take it with a grain of salt. But preseason, Big 12 player of the year. Rounding out the first team, Remy Martin, Ochayabaji, David McCormack, Matthew Meyer from Baylor. He's the white guy, had a mullet last year. Can really blow up at times. The guy knows how to score. I mentioned Marcus Carr. I mentioned Terrence Shannon. That is your first team all Big 12. So if you're looking ahead to the season and we're doing our Big 12 previews slowly as surely, people expecting a lot out of Texas. Only one player, though, from Texas 
on the preseason All Big 12. We expect Baylor to take a step back from national champions and losing the heart and soul of their team. But they do have one player on the preseason first team in Texas Tech, Terrence Shannon. Someone when KU takes on Tech, keep an eye out for. Could be a problem. Now then, that's the that's the first team. Those are the players. Oh, shoot. I just exited out of that. I actually needed that article. Here we go. Bring it back. I have to keep it here because Kansas was also named preseason number one. Coaches voted. Kansas is your preseason winner of the Big 12. Shut it down. Give them the trophy. That's all that matters, right? The coaches poll at the beginning of the year at media day. The interesting part is always the Bill Self vote, right? When Kansas is expected to have a good team, when Kansas is, they're not overwhelmingly expected to be a good, you know, the, the team this year, but because because Texas is expected to do some big things, people still think Baylor's going to be pretty good. But coming into the season, it's KU is the presumptive Big 12 team right now. So you always know where the Big 12 or where the Bill Self vote goes. Because you can't vote for your team. So it's like Kansas has eight of the nine votes, right? Or nine of the ten votes. And then there's another team that has the other first place vote. That's Bill Self not voting for himself. So the Bill Self vote went to, and I'm bringing this up only just so you have an idea of maybe who he fears, who he thinks is going to dethrone Kansas at the top of the Big 12. And you probably know who it is. It's Texas. He put that vote on the Longhorns. Chris Beard, influx of talent, a lot of money, big program. So the big self, the bill, the big bill self vote in the Big 12 goes to Texas. Baylor third, so on and so on. A lot of the teams we've talked about already, Iowa State, TCU, K-State, yes, those are the teams bringing up the rear in the preseason poll. So as much as people think K-State could be the shock of the season, the fellow Big 12 coaches still think, pump those brakes. We don't think that highly of them. <laughs> All right. That's some good uniform talk. That is some good preseason poll talk. And we are getting really, really close to the start of the season. But let's take a trip on down. And you're listening to the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show, Believe Podcast Network. Jonas Nordman here. Catch me online, Twitter, at JoeNasty90. Instagram, at JonasN310. But I want to go down to a place where just the water has not moved in so long. It's been ages that that water has been so still. Yes, we're talking about the Cowpokes. We're talking about my favorite coach in the Big 12, Mike Boynton, and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And what an interesting team coming into 2021-2022. Last year, Oklahoma State went from, or they were 21-9, and finished 11-7 and in conference, which was good for one, two, three, four, fifth in this in the conference. They made it to the tournament. 
They won a tournament game before they ran into the Pac-12 machine, <laughs> and they lost to Oregon State. I feel like Oregon State and Oklahoma State play each other all the time in like both football and basketball. And I don't have this number. I'm just thinking about it right now. And it's always, oh, my God, they both wear orange and black. Oh, my God, they're both OSU. How fun. However, Beavers, much better mascot than Cowboys. So here we are. We're about to learn a lot about Mike Boynton. We really are. Because I'm still bearing the lead. You know what the storyline was about Oklahoma State last year. Sure, they were a fine team. Sure, they beat Kansas in a pretty good game. What was the date of that one? On uh, January 12th. Five-point win. Kansas was down big. Made the comeback. Actually took the lead. Oklahoma State ends up winning it in the final moments. Yeah, so they had their moments. They actually beat Baylor at the end of the season. But we all know where this is going, right? They lost two players from last season. And you know I'm talking about Farron Flavors, the guard who averaged 3.4 points per game. Kidding? I'm kidding. Yes, the number one overall pick in the NBA draft just a month or two ago, came out of Oklahoma State, Cade Cunningham and his 20 points per game are now in Detroit, presumably to lose many games for the Detroit Pistons. So here's the thing with Oklahoma State. They were feisty. They were decent last year. They were led by the best player that was available to be drafted by the NBA. But they do bring back a treasure chest of players. This is one of the rare teams where, yes, they have a lot of players staying that are not transferring in, that are not recruits. They return four of their five starters, of course, the fifth being Cade. So the players to look out for, Avery Anderson III, a junior guard, the only other player last year other than Cunningham to average over 10 points in double figures, 12.2. Now, that being said, Caleb Boom and Isaac Likely, the other two starters, or two of the other starters, I should say, did average nine points, so they were on the cusp. And Likely has had his moments against KU for sure. Matthew Alexander Moncrief didn't start. Bouncy forward, though, also nine points per game. In fact, Moncrief... I had his numbers right here, but he got away from me. And then the other starter coming back, Bryce Williams, a senior guard, little experience, 7.3 points per game. So, like I said, you got the Boone brothers, Caleb and Keelan. Keelan will come off the bench. They bring back guys who have been through the wars. Like every single player I just mentioned are upperclassmen. Avery Anderson, junior. The Boone brothers, juniors. Isaac Likely will be a senior. Same with Bryce Williams. And they bring in some solid players, some solid transfers. Right? The last couple of schools I've talked about in Big 12 previews have been like, yeah, he's coming in from Arkansas Pine Bluff, where he averaged 30 points per game. 
full now. You've got Woody Newton from Syracuse. You've got Tyreek Smith coming in from Texas Tech. You've got Musa Sise from Memphis, a school that's been recruiting very well recently. Oh, and you've also got Bryce Thompson, a 2B sophomore, a transfer from Kansas. I've mentioned it a few times. You probably weren't thinking about it because you have a life. But yes, Bryce Thompson left KU to go to Oklahoma State. So I will say this very quickly. I think the transfer rule and this and that, I think it's fine. I am very pro athletes having an opportunity. I am very pro athletes, and especially college athletes, having a bit more of a voice, right? Situation doesn't work for them. No problemo. You know, the whole transfer rule was dumb. Transfer to a different school, sit out a year. That's not how it works. That shouldn't, that shouldn't be how it works. You're taking away a year of virility, if you will, athleticism from these young people's lives, and you're not paying them for it, or that you weren't. So I respect Bryce Thompson's ability to find a different situation that works better for him. You could probably see the writing on the wall for Kansas. They need more athleticism. They need more outside shooting. He provided a little athleticism, albeit undersized, provided zero shooting whatsoever. Broken jumper. And the problem is he also broke his hand against Oklahoma State. Like it was a year of injuries, possibly because he's undersized. But what I believe in more than athletes having an opportunity and athletes having their voice is competition, an iron sharpening iron. And to me, and let me know online, I gave you my socials at JoeNasty90 on Twitter. From the outside looking in, Bryce Thompson going to Oklahoma State feels a little bit like a cop-out and someone who didn't want to fight for his place. Let me tell you why. What were Bryce Thompson's final two? Kansas, obviously, committed there for his freshman year. But also, this is a guy from Tulsa whose runner-up was Oklahoma State. So, it would appear to me that he didn't necessarily love how it went at Kansas. They're bringing in Bobby Pettifer. They're bringing in Joseph Gasefu. They're bringing in Remy Martin. You know, that's just recruiting over him at the guard position. They still have Abaji. They still have Christian Brown. A lot of guards to have to battle through, right? That's a lot of iron sharpening a lot of iron. And that's called competition. It seems to me that Bryce Thompson didn't love how his freshman year went. And he's like, you know, almost went down to Stillwater before. Maybe I should check out how it'll go. They're losing their ball-dominant guard to the NBA. That's an opportunity for me. I think I'm going to give that a go anyways. I know I committed to Kansas. I know I chose them in the recruiting, in the recruiting bids. But I'm going to stay in conference. And not only am I going to stay in conference, I'm going to go to the the school that actually was runner-up anyways. Let me go have a little grass is greener on the other side situation. So that's what it looks like to me. Very well may not have been the situation. He and Bill Self very well may have been oil and water together. I don't know. That's just my 
looking through from over here. Anyways, this is about Oklahoma State, not necessarily about Bryce Thompson. I think this is still a middle-of-the-pack Big 12 team. I've been very open. I've been very vocal that I don't think Mike Boynton's a good coach. I think he gets a lot of headlines for bringing in Cade Cunningham. I think he gets a lot of of headlines because he's like involved in big-time recruits. And the biggest one he got is because he hired the brother of the future NBA number one draft pick. So this is a big opportunity for Mike Boynton. He's either going to put up or shut up right now because this is a team that he's put together. This is a team full of program guys. He lost his one and done. Well, that's fine. In theory, this should be a better team because there should be more shots to go around. He's got experience on this team. He's got players who have experienced big moments and beating good teams. And if he's that good of a coach, this is a team that I think should push Baylor for third. I don't think they're going to because I don't think he's that good. (laughs) How's that? I I know I can be pretty wishy-washy on stuff sometimes, but I feel very strongly in this. So will I eat crow? Probably. I generally have to, but we'll check back in February. So, right. Oh, and speaking of February, Kansas versus Oklahoma State this year. Get your Valentine's Day plans ready because the cowpokes are coming to Allen Fieldhouse. And you want to talk about jilted lovers? You want to talk about getting back together with your ex on Valentine's Day? Hey, here comes Bryce Thompson back to the Fieldhouse, right? Headlines write themselves. All right. Take care, everybody. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. I've enjoyed pontificating to you on this weekly (laughs) soapbox of mine. Take care. Stay vigilant. I don't know how the the fall is treating you. It is just about 90 degrees where I am today, and I absolutely hate it. So, anywho, take care. Go to a pumpkin patch or whatever you do this time of year. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy the football, however you prefer. Enjoy the hockey. Good time to be a hockey fan right now. New TV packages. That should be a little bit better. Anyways, have a good one. I'll speak with you next week. I'll try to get back on Thursdays. I promise. But I do appreciate you sticking with and listening. Take care.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.